Welcome to Medically Speaking, Auburn's own medical radio show with host Dr. Mark Vaughn of the Auburn Medical Group and Larry Finney. Welcome to another show of Medically Speaking Radio. It's good for you. Stick it in your ear. This well, is Dr. Mark Vaughn, your host with... Uh, I'm Larry Finney, and we're here with a whole bunch of stuff to give away today, too. Tons I, of stuff. Trevor's cleaning out his uh, <laughs> his drawer in there, just piles of stuff. We got, yeah, we've got, we got Ace tickets, we got... Uh, uh, Lost well, Katarinas, we got uh, free sharpening of your saw, Sierra Saw... We'll give you all a chance to call in and uh, pick this stuff up later, but uh, right now I think we have a caller on the line, do we not? We do. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into that because Dr. Willis is very uh, punctual, and he called right when I told him and to. And he's calling from Forest Hill, I think. Uh, oh, oh, is he? Yep, usually. We'll let's, find, let's out. find out. Okay, Dr. Willis, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Actually, I'm in my office right now. Oh, you're in the office. Okay. Yeah, yeah you wanted to avoid those long-distance charges from Forest Hill. At, at least. Actually, I'm in here trying to pay the bills for the practice. But Actually, if it's for sales, it's somebody else's turn to use the phone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Dr. James Willis is here to talk to us about uh, some... News. Uh, yeah, the news. What, 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 what do you got, Doc? Well, basically what happened, I think we've discussed this in the past, but hanging over the heads of the physicians in the United States for the last six months, has been a uh, proposed 21% cut in Medicare uh, reimbursement. And Congress has been uh, working on this on and off, uh, mostly off, for the last six months. And during that period of time, as they came up against deadlines, they would initiate a 15-day hold in uh, processing of Medicare claims. That happened five times during uh, the last six months. And during that period of time, for half the working days of the month, uh, they weren't paying any of their uh, Medicare claims. Okay, so we've got a backlog of unpaid Medicare claims right now? Well, we have some, but let me let me continue. This month was sort of the, uh, the final deadline, and Congress uh, failed to act by the 15th, and uh, they put off the cut for an additional seven working days. And as of yesterday, uh, the deadline expired. And so what has happened is that CMS, or the Center for Medical Medicare Services, has instructed the payers to go ahead and process all of the claims that have been held for the first uh, three weeks of this month at a 21% reduction. Now, that may be reversed, but it's not going to be reversed until sometime in the middle of the week if the House of Representatives actually acts to uh, to complete the, uh, the fix, if you will. Unfortunately, the fix is only for six months, and we're going to go back through the same thing come uh, November of this coming or of this year. Uh, during which time we will be in a situation where we have a lame duck uh, Congress, because that will be after the election. We don't expect to see anything done at that point, so it would appear that probably we're going to be going again into a possibly even steeper cut come November. So, But at least for the first, uh, of first days of this month, we're going to be subject to the uh, 21% cut. Now, it may not seem like it's a big problem if it only applies to Medicare, but what people need to understand is that all of the major insurers, including Workman's Comp, the Blues, uh, WellPoint, etc., tag all of their 
compensation to some percentage, either uh, slightly more or slightly less than the Medicare compensation. So as goes Medicare, so goes the physician or the payments to physicians uh, for all services rendered. So looking yeah. at the economics of it, are we looking at uh, shortages of physicians for Medicare patients? Well, right now the AMA uh, uh, basically put out a uh, email today saying, uh, let me see, okay, one it says one in five current physicians say they've already been forced to limit the number of Medicare patients in their practice, and nearly one-third of primary care physicians have already been forced to do that. And basically what's going to happen, I think, is this is going to, unless something is actually done about this rather than simply arguing about it, we're going to wind up uh, having people lose that, or Medicare uh, recipients lose access to care. And uh, I think what needs to happen at this point, because we've actually kind of crossed the threshold now, is for all Medicare recipients, and in fact really pretty much everybody, because this affects everyone, to get in touch with their uh, representatives and uh, and senators and basically tell them enough's enough. We uh, can't afford to be putting docs out of business. A 21% cut for many uh, primary care docs, particularly those uh, like yourself that are in solo practice, is going to be devastating because right now people have a, are having a hard enough time keeping their practices going. It's felt especially by the uh, the solo guys. I'll, I'll say admit to that. And it, when you talk about twenty one percent, usually what the doctor takes home uh, in a solo practice is a percentage of uh, gross receipts. And if you take twenty one percent out, um, you've now got a situation where yeah, maybe the overhead is mostly covered, but um, not necessarily. And that's the overhead before they uh, you know have any kind of uh, take home pay on that. Yeah, and many, many uh, practices, many of the people here in uh, Placer County, for sure, that are practicing uh, solo are just barely making it as it is. And a 21% cut in uh, Medicare and, in fact, compensation from other carriers, too, because it'll follow suit, will basically put them out of business. At least that's my perspective. So recapping, the 21% is uh, last night or yesterday the Senate voted to postpone it till November 30th. However, the Senate passed it. Correct, but the problem is is that what has to happen now is that it has to go back to the House of Representatives right. because right. Yeah. they have not passed this bill. Yes. So, so the message is that the House is probably not yeah. actually going to be able to even vote on it until the 22nd. Right. So, so, so as it is right now, uh, CMS is processing all of June claims, the 21% uh, reduction. So call your congressman, folks. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Willis. Okay. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Uh, now, we at this point are still open to uh, Medicare patients at our practice, but once we start seeing these checks come in, I, I could see it happening that we would close to new Medicare patients actually because of this, yeah, it's, which it's, I, I don't like that, and I've tried hard not to. I, I will say a lot of my colleagues have already done it. They've they've had it, and uh, they they were concerned that this would happen. I hoped it wouldn't, and so they, they did close to new Medicare patients, and you know, all those people coming up on age 65, they will see that this affects them. <laughs> well, the reality is coming down. Yeah. Um, Do you have something nice to we, talk we, about? Well, yeah. I, I don't know if this is this is nice, but this is this is probably this the same sort of uh, news news story that would hit the Medicare set. Um, 
why patients aren't getting the shingles vaccine. Now, we talked about the concept of the shingles vaccine with uh, Dr. Bombach uh, several mm-hmm. shows ago. Essentially this, um, it, 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 uh, this is out of the New York Times. Uh, I'll give you the, um, I, I, I know people hate to be read to, but here it is. I'll cut right to the middle. Shingles and its painful complication called post-herpetic neuralgia result from the reactivation of the chickenpox virus. And up to a third of all adults who have had chickenpox will eventually develop one or both of these conditions, uh, one or both being shingles itself and post-herpetic neuralgia, which, if you'll recall, Dr. Bombach described as just being a general overall extremely painful condition that may be treatable, may not be, and it doesn't. It doesn't like to go away. It doesn't necessarily go away. Yeah. yeah. And now, the, it'll occur in 50% of people age 50 and older when they get shingles. Right. In 70% of people age 70 and older, and it keeps going up. Yeah. And, and if your percentages were like that, say, if you if on the natural you felt that you had a, a third, 30% chance to win the lottery, you would probably go out and scratch some lottery tickets. Uh, but if I'm telling you you got a 30% chance of developing this extremely painful condition, you'd think one, you want to go do something One in four to one in five. One in four, one in five. The, the solution is fairly simple. There's this vaccine. There is. That's the good news. And, and, and the vaccine has no side effects? Well, no, no it's no, not that there's no side effects. It's it's very mild, very little. I've not even seen it. any of them happen. Nobody's, right. None of the patients come back and reported that they've had it. One shot, one and done. You don't have to worry. But it's expensive. But it's expensive. It's about 200 bucks a shot. If your insurance doesn't cover it. But as Dr. Bombach said, you know, the pain is so bad with some people that 200 bucks sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, they would pay $200 to make the pain go away. Well, why wouldn't you pay that up front? Up but uh, amazingly, uh, the, the, the article basically goes on to say that it's because most physicians aren't really uh, suggesting or pushing this vaccine. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, well, it's like I feel right now. I feel like I'm a salesman instead of yeah. <laughs> just giving information because it's something I sell. Okay, I don't sell it, and I get no commission if you happen to sell it. So I, I would just say that, you know, when it's my time, I'm going to get the vaccine, and I'll pay out of my own pocket if I have to. It just seems like one of those things that it's that's yeah. that's a no-brainer. That's yeah. a no-brainer move. Sometimes you have to think beyond what is my insurance going to cover and go with, you know, what's my life going to be like. Anyway, um, that's that's the news. I don't know if we have I'll anything I'll give you your check that. after the show. No, I, no, no. He did not say that, ladies and gentlemen. However, okay, let's give away some free stuff, or let's at least announce the oh, free stuff. Oh, we got stuff. tons of stuff here. We got it, tons of free stuff. Now, Look. what you have to do to call in after after the first break, don't call in before the break. Call in after the first break at 885-3565, and what you're calling in with is to speak to... Dr. Bill McCoy, who is actually in Auburn. He's in the studio, for real. With us, for real. Yeah, yeah. right here live. You can speak with medical missionary Dr. Bill McCoy um, as he's home on furlough from Papua New Guinea. And you, many of you heard the show with him and with Dr. Uh, Kerr when they were in Papua New Guinea. We talked to him by phone, uh, a pre-recorded show. More interesting stuff coming up. But we'll give you a quick preview of what we're giving away. we got four tickets to Monday's A's game against the Cincinnati Reds. It's one of those uh, interleague play games. That the, the, the game counts, yes. Cincinnati Reds versus the Oakland A's Monday, June 21st. It's a 7 o'clock p.m. game. What else have we got, Doc? We also have a coupon here or a certificate for a dinner for lunch or dinner for two up to a $25 value at Las Catarinas. Should I say that with the accent? Yeah, uh, try, try your very best, Ben. Los Catarinas. Los, los well, Catarinas. So you have to roll. roll it. Los, los. It's only one R. You don't have to roll. All right. Los Catarinas. 
at uh, 311 Broad Street in Nevada City. And for those of you who are fighting the battle of the foliage uh, in this time of year where the grass grows audibly, you can actually hear it growing, we have free saw and chainsaw sharpenings, uh, excuse me, mower and chainsaw sharpenings. Rotary mower blade sharpenings, chainsaw, five free on each card, and we have seven cards to give away. Sierra Saw on Borland Avenue. And on the back, it's actually signed by Stephanie Brown Silva. And so you know Class it's of real. 1988. Class of. Right. There you go. <laughs> so sharpen your power tools, sharpen up your minds. And get ready to call 885-3565. Now, I also want to do a little uh, informational segment on HIPAA. Hmm. HIPAA being the federal uh, legislation that oversees... Uh, I should say overseas, but patient sets, privacy. sets up the rules for patient privacy. I, I like to think of HIPAA standing for Health Information Privacy Protection Act, but that's not at all what it is, and it actually uses the wrong letters. But that, that's the point of it. And I have one here from a patient, and we're using this patient as our poster child for how not to protect your health information privacy. Now, uh, Big Cletus gave us information that gave us some, gave us permission. You mean Big Cletus Conway, the uh, country western DJ? That yeah, I heard a commercial from him this morning oh, on one of the yeah. earlier shows. It was uh, actually it was on uh, the, the I want to say the BK Corral, the Chaos Corral, K, K- High Corral. Um, he was doing a commercial for uh, one of the the feed companies. I'm sorry, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> awful. I can't remember. Anyway, Cletus has signed his. Uh, um, we have it right here in our hands, and. Uh, at the bottom of the form, the top of it is saying this is a medical release and uh, your information doesn't go out to anybody. We don't tell anything, anybody anything about you. And then it says, please list below any individuals to whom you would authorize disclosure of health information. And Cletus says what? Anyone but, and then you list four ex-wives. You, you, <laughs> there's a place, we, have, we provide four places to write the name of someone and the, what their relationship to you. And usually it's a spouse or for older patients it will be children, for younger patients it will be their parent. Um, in this case, Cletus writes above the lines, anyone but, and then lists four names, and their relationship is... Ex-wife. Ex-wife. I can see why Cletus is on the run. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I was hoping uh, we could actually talk this over with Big Cletus. Um, he may be in a little maybe, later. Maybe at the end of the show we yeah. can get him on He'll be in the, studio the other mic and uh, explain... For our other listeners, how not to fill out your form that protects your health information. So we need to get on with our uh, disclaimer and then our first commercial break. And when we get back, be ready to call at 885-3565 to speak with Dr. Bill McCoy. The content of this website and the Medically Speaking Radio Show are meant for entertainment and for general information purposes. No doctor-patient relationship is attempted or implied through the show or the website. Any medical advice, home remedies, and all other medical information on this website or radio show should not be treated as a substitute for the medical advice of your own doctor. Do not attempt any treatment mentioned on the website or the show without consulting your doctor. Always consult your own doctor if you are in any way concerned about your health. If you need a doctor and live near Placer County, call Jen at 530-886-8630. If you have a medical emergency, call 911. Medically Speaking Radio, Dr. Mark Vaughn, Auburn Medical Group, K-High Radio, and or our sponsors are not responsible for any diagnosis or treatment made by anyone based on any of the content of this website or the Medically Speaking Radio Show. 
In addition, the views and opinions expressed on the show or on linked websites are not necessarily those of Dr. Mark Vaughn, Hey Hi Radio, the Auburn Medical Group Incorporated, or any of the show sponsors. Few things in life are harder than thinking about serious illness or the death of someone you love. Research confirms that Americans want the basic services that hospice provides, care at home or in a home-like setting, treatment that preserves a sense of dignity and respect, emotional and spiritual support for patients and for their families, and effective pain management. Hospice helps patients and their families deal with end-of-life challenges in a life-affirming, compassionate way that brings dignity, hope, and love to every day of life. This message of love and caring is the focus of hospice care. This message is brought to you by Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice. We can be reached at 886-6650 or click on the link for Sutter Auburn Faith Hospice on the Medically Speaking Radio website. Larry, have you ever been to Auburn Drug Company? Yeah, that's the one with the marble soda fountain at 815 Lincoln Way. Yeah, right there in front they have the marble fountain. And in back is an independently owned pharmacy right here in Auburn. And that thing has been around for a long time. Since the 1800s. They are so great because they actually fill your prescriptions when you ask them to, unlike the chain drug stores that make you wait. You know, and waiting there wouldn't be a big crime because, heck, you could always go to the soda fountain. That's Auburn Drug Company at 815 Lincoln Way in downtown Auburn. Give them a call at 885-6524. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. We are back from the break. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn with a heart rate of 68 right now, showing you how comfortable I am on the radio. Uh, We're doing that because we're all checking our pulse here, seeing what we're grunting at. Yeah, we have, uh, oddly enough, our our medical guest here is... uh, he inspired us by taking his own pulse because he's a little nervous. <laughs> but but we're going to calm him down with a little experiment. Um, in our studio also with us is is my daughter, uh, Simone, who is a uh, professional journalist. And, and uh, she has a um, friendship relationship with this, uh, with this medical professional. And, and so he says he feels comfortable talking with her as if he's afraid of us. <laughs> you guys are pretty scary. <laughs> this is this is Simone. Simone Finney, say hi. Hi guys. Uh, you you're a graduate of Placer High School, class of uh, 2001. 2001, a space odyssey. Mm-hmm. One yeah. year after. One Dr. year after. Dwayne Vaughn was again. Oh yeah, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's introduce our guest, Dr. Vaughn. Who have we got here today? We have Dr. Bill McCoy from Papua New Guinea, medical missionary, family medicine practitioner, and uh, an amazing guy. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Simone. Should we clarify that he's not actually from Papua New Guinea? He just works there? Okay. Yeah, you're actually from Oroville. That's right. And I believe the toothbrush was invented in Oroville. Is that correct? Yes, otherwise it would have been called a teeth brush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know okay. why I agree to do this stuff with you guys. <laughs> Okay, we we have talked about uh, Papua New Guinea in the past when we had you on the show, actually from Papua New Guinea with with Rosie. That's right. And uh, we we had a little. Was that in the news? That information about Papua New Guinea uh, medicine. 
the, the Where did you get that? Domestic violence? Yeah. Uh, it, it came off of a website, the U, a U.K. site, The Guardian. Um, there was a, a fellow who worked with Doctors Without Borders uh, talking about just the the cultural issues. See, here we're, we're talking, we're worried about our 21% reduction in Medicare payouts. We're worried about uh, cholesterol. We're worried about our sodium intake. Um, Dr. McCoy works in a completely different world. And there's rampant, uh, what we would call domestic violence, is there a way of life. AIDS is rampant. Um, Why don't you give us a little picture? Uh, First of all, so so you're a medical missionary with the the Church of the Nazarene working at uh, a hospital in Papua New New Guinea. You've been there how long? Since 1996. Okay. And for our radio audience out there, Papua New Guinea is located... Papua New Guinea is the eastern half of the island of New Guinea. New Guinea is located just north of Australia, just south of the equator. Okay, so when we think of climate there... Yeah, we think we think hot, but actually it's not that hot where I am. We're in the highlands, about 5,000 foot elevation, hot on the coast. And the pictures I've seen where you guys are are like big jungle leaves. Right, it's very beautiful mountainous uh, mountains around us go to 14,000 feet Uh, we are 60 to 80 degrees every day 200 inches of rain a year uh, tropical and gorgeous I'm just I'm sorry I just was there myself in my mind I was listening to it and I was just (laughs) taken in by the whole thing I know what do vacation packages cost no I was was watching Simone taking over and I'm just going wow I'm I'm uh, I'm Wally Pip here, you know. I'm. This is the day Wally Pip sits on the bench and, and Lou Gehrig takes over and doesn't, doesn't see another game for 2,000 or so. so. That, that could happen, Larry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I could just feel my future slipping away. There goes the Marconi Award right there, just down the tubes. Oh, dear. Anyway. Um, well, uh, Dr. McCoy, give us a typical day in the life there. I mean, it's an idyllic setting uh, visually and maybe geographically, but uh, medicine is completely different there than it is here. Yeah, it is, Larry. The, uh, 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 we work at a hospital in the highlands at Kujip. It's uh, near Mount Hagen, for those who know a little bit more about where the highlands are, uh, 45 minutes east of, of Hagen. Um, it's a rural setting. We serve a large population of uh, a million people in the surrounding communities. We're a 135-bed hospital. Uh, we're busy. The needs are enormous. Uh, the hospital is always full. Uh, patients usually on the floor. And then a long line of people waiting to be seen. And we can get more into the kinds of things that we see, uh, but you're right, it's quite different than what we do here in America. Yeah, what, what kind of things do you see, uh, illness and injury-wise? Yeah, you mentioned domestic violence, and, and uh, it is a huge problem, and tribal violence is, uh, is a big problem, though maybe not uh, as great as domestic violence. Papua New Guinea is, uh, uh, has about 800 different tribes, different languages. They each have their own culture. They don't uh, have a real sense of unity. It's uh, common to have conflict between those tribes, uh, which will erupt into violence. But then the domestic violence, uh, husbands with wives and multiple wives, 
fighting with each other um, and other uh, combinations of violence in the domestic setting is is probably the even greater problem. Um, infectious disease uh, it dominates the hospitals, uh, uh, inpatient wards, your your children's wards full with pneumonia, gastroenteritis, malaria, tuberculosis, some HIV, some meningitis. Uh, medical ward uh, has the infections, of course, and then has a lot of uh, uh, chronic illnesses that we see as well. Do you have access to hemophilus influenza, pneumococcal, meningeal uh, vaccines? No, those are out of our league economically. Y- you need to be able to deliver health care in that country for less than $50 per person per year. Uh, when we see When we see a patient, we need to... We need to think in terms of about $10 worth of, uh, med- of resources that we can apply. So we do a basic immunizations, uh, DPT, polio, uh, measles, mumps, rubella, but the ones that you've just mentioned are beyond us. So pretty much nobody's getting that $200 uh, shingles vaccine. Not going to happen for a long time yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and before the show, we were talking about the fact that with AIDS uh, fairly rampant, um, shingles happens as well. Quite, of course. Quite frequently. Sure. Uh, herpes zoster shingles, one of the opportunistic infections that you see with, with HIV AIDS. So, so you're being asked to, uh, to fight some pretty devastating things with very little resource. That's right. You, you do the best you can with uh, a very different economy, very different resources. The hospital has basic laboratory, has um, x-ray, ultrasound. We don't have CT, MRI, don't have any. We have a pediatrician, we have a surgeon, we don't have any specialists beyond that. And really, in the highlands of Papua New Guinea, we're uh, about a, uh, as good as it gets. There, there aren't other hospitals that have more resources than we do. Dr. Bill, you've been working over there for 14 years, right? Yeah. When you moved there from the States, uh, I know you guys had been in Swaziland before that. What surprised you most about practicing medicine in that, in that environment? Well, that contrast that we've already mentioned about how beautiful that country is, how wonderful those people are, and then you drop into the emergency room in the night and, and those tables are, are filled with uh, violence and injury and uh, it just breaks your heart that, uh, that uh, we, we suffer so much in such a uh, paradise of a setting. How many hours a day do you guys put in at the hospital? Our our day is a pretty average day, eight to five. Uh, the call, the night call, I find as I get older to be uh, pretty tough, and that's about every fourth night. Mm-hmm. What what is that usually for? Uh, obstetrics, Simone. It complicated deliveries in the middle of the night, um, and then uh, and then violence and really sick people, emergencies. In the emergency room. Now, what would they do if you guys weren't there in those situations? There aren't very many options. Uh, uh, you talk about complicated obstetrics. One out of every uh, 25 women in Papua New Guinea dies uh, from complications of childbirth. Wow. 
Is it different complications for everyone, or are there certain things that you see more frequently? Well, there are, there are uh, predominant problems. Postpartum hemorrhage, bleeding. If you have an unsupervised delivery in a village and nobody knows how to get that bleeding slowed down, sometimes that's associated with being unable to uh, deliver the placenta completely. The placenta doesn't deliver. The bleeding just keeps going. And out in a remote area, uh, nobody really has a handle on that. Infections, um, uh, pregnancy-induced hypertension, and complications of those things uh, uh, are the dominant reasons women die. You're listening to Dr. Bill McCoy describe Papua New Guinea medicine with our special guest interviewer, Simone Finney. And we're going to be coming back right after this break. Since 1966, Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital has been providing award-winning care to members of the community, to people just like you. The tradition of excellence continues today with our comprehensive family birth center, cancer services, 24-hour emergency care, and a whole range of outpatient services with convenient hours and locations to serve you. In addition, we've been recognized for excellence in managing heart attacks, heart failure, pneumonia, and surgical care. We are one of a select few hospitals in the state to earn recognition from VHA's West Coast region for sustained outstanding clinical performance. To learn more about Sutter Auburn Faith Hospital, visit us on the web at sutterauburnfaith.org slash medically speaking radio. That's sutterauburnfaith.org slash medically speaking radio. Sutter Health, with you for life. This is Dr. Mark Vaughn. I want to tell you about my dentist, Rodney Kihara. His office is located right in town at High Street and Auburn Folsom Road. His staff is pleasant. They smile when you walk in, and you know who they are because they're there every time. We're talking about Flo, Cheryl, and Judy. Their pleasant faces welcome you into the office and let you know that you're in the right spot, a comfortable place to go to the dentist. Call Dr. Kihara's office at 888-1966. That's 888-1966. The doctor would say, don't stick anything in your ear. Unless, of course, it's medically speaking. On K-High, the voice of the foothills. Now, back to medically speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. Welcome back to the show. We do have Dr. Bill McCoy here speaking about medicine in Papua New Guinea. If you would like to call and ask a question of Dr. McCoy, call at 885-3565. We also want to remind you, we do have some things that make it worth you to call we have the tickets for the a's game on monday we how many tickets do we have here looks like four we got four and are they all together (laughs) nope (laughs) yeah yeah you can actually sit together this time and then we also have seven cards for five free sharpenings of your uh, chainsaw blade or your rotary mower blades or one one person could win 35 sharpenings if that mathematics works out (laughs) that's a lot of sharpenings and then Dinner for two, lunch or dinner, up to $25 in value at Las Catarinas. What kind of food is that? Uh, Well, I'm going to guess that it's uh, Mexican. Yes, it is. So there you go. All right. Hey. Free food always brings them in. I know. Guacamole, anytime. 885-3565 or 1-800-950-5244 for those of you calling from Berlin. We're talking to Dr. Bill McCoy right now. Um, Working in Papua New Guinea... I want to know what the weirdest thing that you've seen as a medical situation is. 
The weirdest thing that I've seen in a medical situation. Or the weirdest um, fix that you've had to do for somebody. Well, uh, one of the one of the more dramatic uh, fixes uh, that I've had was uh, a lady who came in. She was stabbed by the other wife, and uh, and the knife was still embedded in her chest. It was it was right to the hilt, and it was a very long knife. How and, long? And uh, fifteen inches. Okay. And it it started uh, just outside the shoulder blade, near the shoulder, and and was pointed uh, toward her heart, just slightly above her heart. And I did a chest X-ray. I, just looking at the hilt of this knife, I didn't know how long that blade was, and did an X-ray, and it showed that the that the blade actually crossed the midline. Well, to cross the midline, that is going past or near some very vital structures, including your aorta and your trachea. In fact, there's just hardly any way to get a knife across the midline without killing a person. So and did the other wife just miss, or was she incredibly no, she, precise? She, yeah, she's extremely accurate, and we have since hired her as a surgeon. <laughs> no. uh, the, my patient was actually... Uh, uh, fairly stable with that knife uh, more than halfway through her chest. And I uh, talked to her about it. We didn't have the ability to do uh, the surgery that this would really require. And I was afraid that actually that this blade may be in a vessel and that actually the, the worst of the bleeding would happen maybe when I Remove pulled it, it out. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the woman about that and fa- the possibility that uh, that she might die and uh, and uh, prayed with her and 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 that woman expressed her forgiveness for the woman who had stabbed her the other wife who had stabbed her and we were uh, everything was okay she just we, kept the knife we, in her chest we, no we pulled the pulled the blade out and and uh, and she actually made a very nice recovery and I think uh, went home not only with a with a healthy body, but uh, a good spirit. Now, when you say the other wife, is is two pretty normal in PNG, or are we talking? Two is very common. Okay. Uh, if men have uh, a lot of money, they will tend to buy uh, more, but but that's the exception. Most people don't have a lot of money, and and they will uh, stop with one or two. Okay, we have a call, but I do want to know how much a wife costs in PNG. Well, it depends on if she has an education. You would go uh, for a good ten pigs and 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 ten thousand kina, uh, probably more. I don't know. I got offered like two hundred camels once in Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Two hundred so, pigs. Might be Middle East and, for me. No, no. <laughs> you'd you'd be worth a lot, and it's paid in pigs and cash, and and. Uh, and if I couldn't read. Uh, if you couldn't read, uh, uh, five pigs and five thousand. All right. Know. We do have a caller, uh, John. Where are you calling from, John? From Auburn. And how many pigs does he have? How many pigs you got? Oh, no, not pigs, um, but we have some olive trees, and I just made a nice possum pie that uh, made it great. <laughs> you are but, not selling me for a possum pie. No, yeah. really. You said you don't take cobbler. But <laughs> Granny said about uh, the shingles, if you hang the possum clean over your uh, bed, they'll go away. I, I didn't know that. You we know have, what? I haven't tried that yet. I'm absolutely going to try that next we time. We have I... possums in Papua New Guinea, and, and they live in the trees, and we hunt them at night with dogs, and I've eaten them. And then my my uh, hunter friend 
suck the bone marrow out of the out of the bones of that possum leg and and really uh was quite a treat really enjoyed it yeah the country's different uh tradition yeah. i didn't really have too many questions except uh how do we end up winning something on the drawing oh what is it that you want of the uh list we gave you well if you have the lost Caterinos. Yes, you that can. Do. I'll. I'll, I'll uh, what we'll do is take you off the air, and Trevor will get your your name and contact information, and explain okay. to you how we can get that to you. He knows who I am, but I'll talk to him off the air. Okay. And I'll just say hi to Larry too. I went to school with him. Oh. Oh, oh, is this Johnny Google? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Google. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Trevor says you you know how to do it, so yeah, it's here for you. Johnny, have you eaten at Las Caterinas? Yeah. How is the food there? Very good. All right, thanks. I don't care for the salsa too much because it's a, a different kind of salsa, but uh, it's good. A lot, most people like it. Okay. Uh, Apparently you like it enough thanks, to get John. a free meal. Good to yep. talk to you. Certainly. And thanks for that tip on the uh, shingles. Okay, certainly. Next time, just get that possum out and dry it for you and hang it there in a little cloth bag. I knew I was keeping my spare possum for a reason. Guaranteed <laughs> go away. That was if you watched the Beverly Hillbilly. Okay. And uh, to other people out there who also may have... A bride price for Simone. That number is 885-3565. Sorry, you guys are going to have to do the next question. Larry, get us started again, I, please. Yeah, oh, where we? Okay. I'll, I'll try to get us back on online here. Um, I almost feel like we've... It's time for a break. Yes. No, I can't do that. It is the father of the daughter who, who names that bride price. Oh, so and I can hold out for more, this, more, yes. more pigs. Well, yeah. hold, out, more of a, hold out for enough for me to go to grad school, please. There you go. This is more like a K-Hi Corral kind of question. But anyway, um, okay, so we're, we're hearing about the, the various uh, privations and so forth, Papua New Guinea and, and medical medical difficulties that one wouldn't necessarily encounter here in the States and the lack of resources. And yet, Dr. McCoy, you don't you don't talk about this with an air of hopelessness. You know, what is it what is it that keeps you going back and keeps you there? Yeah, I was doing a, a session with children the other day, and they they asked me the flip side of that question. They said, "What's the hardest thing for you?" And I had to say to them, "Well, it's uh, it's the last child that died. It's the most recent." one that I lost. And so uh, your question, uh, it certainly isn't hopeless. Uh, most of those moms get to take their children home. They come into the hospital desperately sick and they leave rejoicing with a healthy child in their arms. Uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful work, meaningful work. I love it. What do you guys need to continue the work that you're doing there? How can people get involved or support you? That question gets asked when I'm speaking in churches, and, and I uh, tell them what you um, just have just done is what I need the most. I need somebody to uh, believe in this, to care about it, to listen, to show interest, to look me in the eye. So radio may not be the way to get that, but I, I can see your eyes right now, Simone. But I think, I think um, that that's a tremendous help to me when I sense that we're in this thing together, that I get to be physically present in that place. But I'm always looking for as someone who um, also cares 
about whether uh, children live or die, whether moms can have safe deliveries or, uh, or whether they're left to the circumstances that uh, are so severe and so harsh for them. As someone uh, who's also lived overseas, I know how much it means when you just see the interest developing in other people, mm-hmm. um, that knowing that because of uh, being exposed to a little bit through somebody, um, they're going to go out and keep learning about it and keep caring and keep mm-hmm. looking into how they can um, respond differently to some of the realities in the world. Yeah. So look them in the eye and listen, and, and I think that'll go a long ways. Um, people uh, can volunteer. They can support uh, organizations over here that supply us. Uh, like? As, uh, like uh, the Nazarene Hospital Foundation, and I think we'll have that website on the on the radio station's website. Actually, it'll be the uh, medicallyspeakingradio.com website. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and Project Save is a uh, is a group out of Chico, uh, California, that is sending us containers full of medical supplies. Uh, we can also make that uh, website available. You said Samaritan's Purse also works with you guys? Yeah, Samaritan's Purse has been tremendous help. They supply us uh, with expertise and with volunteer doctors. And if there are any doctors out there who are interested in working in a mission hospital to give us uh, a month or more uh, and can do that, uh, we love having uh, volunteer help. And you mentioned listening and being able to see you in person. Is that possible for people who are listening in the foothills to actually hear you speak uh, while you're home on furlough? I think that's a setup for uh, <laughs> next week. Okay. We're, Is that when you're going to be here? A week from tomorrow, yeah, we'll be speaking at, at Parkside Church of the Nazarene on Sunday morning. I think that's the 27th. Okay. And that's in Auburn? In Auburn. Yeah. Um. You've been living overseas for, what, 22 years or so um, between Papua New Guinea and Swaziland. When you come back to the States, is there one medical thing that stands out to you as, wow, if people changed this, it would make such a difference? Well, yeah. Like preventatively, like what, if you could tell people to do one thing differently, what would it be? It's diet and exercise, Simone. (laughs) We're, We're heavy over here on this side, and I get off the airplane i go oh uh, america let's mm. uh let's go back to our fruits and vegetables <laughs> and uh and let's exercise yeah let's 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 get up and move well yeah. maybe you want to do that during the break we're going to take right now get up and move a little bit excellent thought again if you want to call it number is 885-3565 and you can do that after the break this is dr mark vaughn i wanted to let you know a little bit about our practice at the auburn medical group The physician, nurses, and front desk personnel all approach the patient, asking themselves the question, how would I want to be treated if I was in the patient's shoes? Listen to what one of our patients has to say about her experience at the Auburn Medical Group. My name is Susie Brown. I just want to sincerely thank that group of people for being there for me in some emergency situations. They are very efficient. Their staff, including their receptionist even when you call her she's got uh, sympathy and compassion for you and when you're ill that's what you need the nurses the nurse staff is wonderful and dr vaughn listens to everything you say and they just get on things they do not let anything lag if you need a doctor call us at 886-8630 
or look at our website at auburnmedicalgroup.com. Do you find yourself overspending, overeating, or in unhealthy relationships? Is your anger out of control, or do you struggle with drugs and alcohol? Are you tired of just trying harder to deal with your struggles? If you answered yes to any of these questions, there's help available. Celebrate Recovery is an international ministry that meets locally at Parkside Church, 3885 Richardson Drive, Auburn. Meetings are held every Friday night from 6 to 9.15 p.m. All areas of recovery are welcome. Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered, 12-step recovery program that offers real and lasting change. Contact Sheila Dobbin at 823-9911. That's 823-9911. For a listing of Celebrate Recovery locations, go to CelebrateRecovery.com. We invite you to join us at Parkside as we celebrate recovery. Now, back to Medically Speaking with Dr. Mark Vaughn and Larry Finney. And Simone Feeney, and Hi. with Dr. Bill McCoy. Welcome back from the break. Again, you, you are welcome to call if you have questions for Dr. Mil, Bill McCoy about Papua New Guinea and practicing medicine there, or the differences between Papua New Guinea and the United States in the, in the field of medicine. How, uh, I feel like we should monitor everybody's heart rate again before we end. Oh, shall we? Okay, well, we'll have to do that. While you guys do that, I'll give out the numbers. It's 885-3565, and you guys need a little bit more time to check your pulse there. And those in our audience at home, you can also take your pulse. Uh, if you want to do it just for 15 seconds and multiply it by four, that's fine. So what kind of numbers are we getting? Um, I just counted 15 in that last second. So oh, 15 man. times 60. Youth yeah. is wasted. Good job, only. Simone. I'm at 72. Yeah, my, 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 my rate is at 65. Good. Wow. Wait, but what's 15 times four? That would be 60. 60. See, I was a journalism major, not a... <laughs> leaving the numbers to my dad. <laughs> still, still is. 60. 60. Okay, yes. good. So I have stage fright, too. Dr. Bill. Yeah. What is there? Is there a question or a topic that you wish people would ask you about that they don't? Um, maybe sustainability. Somebody would say, uh, maybe could ask me, uh, what is it going, going to take to make this uh, last, persist, long-term, to make the difference? Because I really believe... That that's what it requires to to make a difference is some perseverance and stick to it. So what's it going to take? Um, training. We're we're working hard to train Papua New Guineans to um, to sustain medical care there and training them to be doctors or training them for in like self care. Uh, training them to be healthcare providers, mostly nurses. Although uh, we train in communities, mm-hmm. we train uh, uh, and work with communities to help them uh, find a, a healthy community, mm-hmm. develop a healthy community. We're training nurses. We have a nurses training college, and we're involved in graduate education for medical students and uh, residents and post-residents as well. So I think we're seeing the future there in in the people that we're working with. Is there a sustainable living for people who are from Papua New Guinea who get a medical education, or is it going to be more lucrative for them to leave the country and go somewhere else? Uh, The latter. It's more lucrative for them to leave and go somewhere else, Uh, but I don't think it will be more meaningful for them. They care enough about their communities. I think if we also maintain our values of caring for each other, uh, that we will have people who stay, and we're seeing that. Some people who are 
who are working hard within uh, Papua New Guinea communities right now uh, to build a better future. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. What else do you need for sustainability? Um, Patience. Good, <laughs> good community relations. Uh, you know, th- th- there's there's a lot of Western influence in terms of uh, natural gas and oil companies and other and other business coming into Papua New Guinea. The temptation when you come in as a major business, especially a profit-making business, is to uh, buy your way through, and you you. Um, you dole out gifts, cargo, money, or whatever, and that uh, solves today's problem, but it doesn't work for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've seen uh, children who and families who say, why go to school? Uh, the company's going to pay us anyway for being here. So this it is, changes the mindset is, in the long run. This is our land, yeah. So uh, what we would hope to do is is work so closely together with communities that they have a, a vision for who they want to become, mm-hmm. and um, maybe we can partner with them. And the international businesses would get on board with that same mindset. Yeah, they they're willing to hear it hmm. and learn it. If we can okay. if we can model it and, and all work together, you, uh, listen to each other, uh, we can do it better. It's great to hear when there are challenges that there are also solutions. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It it makes it worthwhile to go to work every Mm day. (laughs) Well, on the lines of that sustainability, do you have in your hospital or in your medical circle there any um, native-born medical professionals, whether they be doctors, nurses, whatever? Do you actually have some now that have have become trained to the point of being able to render... Sure. Reasonable. Yeah. uh, We have eight doctors, and, and they are... Americans, but everybody else on staff, all of our nursing staff, our nursing college, um, our lab, x-ray, everybody else is Papua New Guinea national staff, and and they are professional. They are good at what they do, and we are training Papua New Guinea doctors uh, as well, and and many of them are already contributing in in tremendous ways, uh, though they're not at our hospital full-time. Yeah. Dr. Bill, you're fluent in pigeon, right? I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I'm not fluent even in English, Simone, but, <laughs> but yeah. Well, we m- might better explain what pigeon is. It's not a language that birds speak, but it is P-I-D-G-I-N. It is the uh, kind of the odd patois mix of English and native. Uh, and anything and everything, yeah. Okay. It's a trade language mm-hmm. that uh, was developed in order that these... 800 different tribes, 800 different languages could communicate across between the tribes and then communicate with outsiders. So it started from the coast, worked its way up into the highlands. Now everybody knows somebody who can speak Mm -hmm. pidgin. Can you tell us about your um, favorite medical moment? Can you tell us about that in pidgin? All right. Me by try, Lili. Uh, I've got dry sick. I've got sick cancer. Now this will sick. stop inside long. Blut belongen. Blut belongen. I'm bagarapolgeta. Tasol me pala got sample of Madison. Me pala inapi give man. Now this will sick. I'm been go down. I am stop all right. I am like uh, play baseball. Now me got this pala hat. San Francisco Giants. Now I'm talk. 
You sabe long Willie Mays? This for a monkey. Belong Papua New Guinea asking me. You sabe long Willie Mays? Now me thought, oh man. Me sabe like no good through Willie Mays and one the number one man inside long life below me. You know, I think I, I can't wait to hear this in English. <laughs> I think I understood a good deal of that. Uh, having to do with a, he had a patient who had lung cancer who uh, he was wearing a San Francisco Giants hat. And I, really liked Mil- Willie Mays. Yes, yes, it was a little boy and he had cancer of his blood. He had leukemia, but uh, and I had the cap, but I gave it to him. Uh, it gave him chemotherapy, and he lost all his hair. And but he said he really liked that cap, I, a San Francisco Giants hat, and I gave it to him. And he actually knew of Willie Mays, and Willie Mays was my childhood uh, sports hero, and so we got to connect in uh, in play as well as in life and death issues. We certainly appreciate having you on the show. and uh, It's great to be with you. We look forward to having you in the future, whether it be by phone or in person. Okay. We prefer in person. And we want to show our appreciation to Simone Finney for helping us out with interviewing Dr. Bill McCoy. Thanks for being with us. Are you going to show me your appreciation by giving me one of those chainsaw sharpening? Um, <laughs> Somebody else took phones? the food. I'm sorry. Man. No, I'm going to show my appreciation by upping the ante by a couple pigs. But by, by the way, this is That's Father's what I really Day. Wanted. So you oh, could, right. yeah, this is Father's Day, Father's or, or it will Day, be Larry. Father's Day tomorrow. Happy Father's Day. We know what, you want to wish me Happy Father's Day, daughter? Happy Father's Day. Yeah, that's good. I see that as the holiday where my kids get to spend my money on me for a change. <laughs> yes. I spent my money on you this year. All right, that's right. Remember? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You like your multi-region DVD player. That's right. <laughs> where, right. where do you even get DVDs that uh, need to be played on that? Europe. Oh, my daughter brings them from Europe. Yeah. So. Amazon.co.uk. Okay. And uh, we were hoping, if if we could, in the last minute of the show, to actually ask a question of um, oh, I forgot his name. Oh, big Big Cletus Conroy. Conroy. Conroy or Conway. Con- well, Con- Conway. We don't have time. But we don't have time. We'll we'll have to do that on another show <laughs> where we uh, talk about. It. But I believe his show is coming up after ours. Uh, a country music program. So yeah, if you just like call in, guys. Music, yeah, call into Big Cletus. Uh, that concludes another show of Medically Speaking Radio. We're glad you joined us. We hope that you come back next week. And uh, if you're not able to hear it, uh, go ahead and get it on the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you find us there. You can find lots of information about us on medicallyspeakingradio.com, including things that we mentioned that we'll put on the website on the notes section. This concludes the show. And as always, this is... Dr. Vaughn, Larry Finney, and this week, both Simone and Dr. Bill McCoy wishing a happy Father's Day, Daddy.